Hey guys, it's uh, Pastor Andrew here back for another spiritual leadership podcast and it's been a while and apologies that uh, I haven't released any content for last month. Um, it's been a bit crazy. Uh, so uh, my family got COVID. So um, yeah, we we're out for a week and a half and then we got food poisoning and then um, yeah, lots has happened. So uh, apologies, you guys haven't heard from me, but it's really good to be back here. And um, over the next couple of weeks, we'll, yeah, I'll try to release a few episodes before I go and leave again. So uh, Sop and I and the family are going on a four-week break. Um, and so, yeah, a few episodes released. It will be mostly continuing this series on um, disciplines and how we are to, I guess, put in spiritual disciplines so that we can um, become more godly. And thereby, once we do that, we can teach others how to do the same thing so that they can um, discipline themselves in terms of the spiritual disciplines so they could be more like Jesus and lead more people to Jesus. And so this particular episode was inspired by the book, um, and I reference it in my Fast and Prayer podcast by Donald Whitney. Um, uh, you know, I really encourage everyone to read that book. It's been really a nourishment to my soul as of lately. And um, it's all about spiritual disciplines. And one thing that I didn't realize was a spiritual discipline that he has taught me is the, is the you know, and he's inspired this podcast on serving <clears throat> and how serving the church and being of service to the church is actually a spiritual discipline. And I, I knew that it was always something apart, but, you know, the word to be used here is discipline because serving, as we know, can be difficult. Sometimes we don't want to go to church. Sometimes we don't want to serve. And, you know, you, you discipline yourself because discipline is about doing things that we know are good, even though we don't feel like doing it, like I would be going to the gym. Some mornings I don't want to work out, but I know if I work out, I'm going to feel really good about it. And, you know, the rewards will be later. And so, the same, I think, goes for um, serving the church. Let it be volunteering somewhere. Let it be um, loving people. Let it be, you know, working full-time at a church, whatever it looks like for you. And I want to be clear because serving, um, one of the really important things about serving is to get your heart right for service. So right now in CACV Church, where I pastor at, we have a lot of uh, um People who have grown up in church, who have uh, been serving church at a young age, could even be started as a teenager. And so this, and as you grow up in church, what I've observed is that um, you have this sense of duty and obligation to serve the church because it's instilled in you almost like a dogma, almost like a uh, ethos to serve the church. And what ends up happening for some people is that Rather than serving God and Jesus because you've had this great revelation of who he is, what I've noticed is that people serve because they've been taught to serve and it's ethos of them growing up. And so their heart of service, you could say, is more inclined out of duty, out of obligation, and sometimes out of guilt rather than out of love, rather than out of seeing people um, baptized, uh, have a relation with God. They just do it because it's something that they're used to. It's tradition. It's ritual. And one thing, I, one comment that I will make is that the Pharisees were exactly in the same way. They're in the temple. They think that they're worshiping God by serving, by preaching, by you know uh, being um, a part of the religious institution, by doing all these things, right? But yet they miss the heart of actually serving God because, um, yeah, they haven't had that revelation yet, right? And Jesus attacks them vehemently. And so 
what is important is that we get our heart right. And I want to just want to quote a quick scripture before I get into some more content um, about motivations. Um, Deuteronomy eleven thirteen it says this about the heart of serving. So if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. And this is the heart of all our service for the church and for people, isn't it? It's because we love God and we want to obey Him, and He calls us to 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 serve the church with our gifts. And we want people to come unto repentance so that they know him as well. We also love the church because Christ loved the church and it is the vehicle of grace and mercy and, and preaching of the gospel. And we also have the motivation for people to know Jesus, you know, to see them baptized, changed, transformed. And when I became a Christian almost 11 years ago now, and I pretty much started serving straight away. And it's within probably six months that I decided I really wanted to get into small groups. And about a year later, I was leading a small group. And, you know, I've, I've pretty much been leading a small group up until I became a pastor. And the reason why I wanted to serve is because I just wanted people to know him. I was so passionate about what I had discovered that uh, there was no, no greater joy in my heart than to see people um, repentant, to see people love God, and to see people's lives radically change by uh, the gospel. And I believe the heart and intent behind it makes all the difference with our service and therefore our discipline. So for the young leaders out there, uh, make sure you're serving with the right motivations. And we're going to go a little bit deeper into that later. Um, but, but basically, um, there is a discipline to serving um, and that is required from all people. And one thing that I love about this Donald Whitney book and what he spoke about in terms of service is that service to God can sometimes be very, very difficult. There are seasons where we will feel burnt out. There are seasons where we feel tired, exhausted. There are seasons where we just don't even feel like serving at all. Let it be because of personal situations. Let it be because of work. Or let it be our own spiritual state, Right. Um, and But he says that it is all worth it in the end to see souls saved and all those types of things. And I just want to encourage everyone, all our young leaders at CACV, as well as around the world, whoever's listening to this, is that service is a discipline and it's not easy at times, but yet it will be eternally rewarding, reward, uh, rewarding as well as um, rewarding even in this life when we do see things happen. So how can we serve? What do we serve in all those types of questions? So one really important thing that I've noticed um, that is a culture of a lot of churches is that there's not a focus on spiritual gifts. In the Pentecostal searches, uh, circles, for sure, it is really good. So I used to uh, serve in Pentecostal churches, a few of them, two of them. And um, yeah, they've got a really good way of kind of like, you know, doing spiritual gifts tests, helping people find their gifts and employing them, um, you know, in the correct use and empowering them in that way. I noticed in perhaps in the more conservative churches like mine at the moment, there's a stronger focus on understanding the word and academia than there is on how people can discover their gifts um, and then use them for the glory of God. And so what is important as we think about serving, well, you know, you got to understand, okay, what are you good at? What are some gifts that God has been given to you um, and where best can you serve, right? And let me be clear, like um, um, you're not always going to be using your gifts during uh, 
times of service. Sometimes there is a need and you're not using any of your natural gifts, but you, God has called you into a season where you're not using your natural gifts and that you are using gifts that um, yeah don't come naturally to you. And it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of energy sapping. It's something that's new. It's something that doesn't come naturally, but God is yet teaching you things in that process. And I can guarantee you over the last 10, 11 years, I've barely used some of my main gifts in the life of the church. And that's just because um, some of the gifts that I have, I take years to cultivate and it, they require a certain character to hold that type of uh, position, if that makes sense. And so whilst, you know, I haven't used some of my primary gifts, I've definitely used a lot of the secondary and tertiary gifts, you know, and I really believe that God, through the process of, um, you know, different ministries calling us into different seasons, we will use gifts that we're not used to, gifts that we yeah, don't think we have in us, but yet God grooms them, you know. And so some spiritual gifts that you may have, uh, the gift of mercy, the ability to love broken people, the gift of helping and serving, you just want to help wherever it may be and you fill gaps, the gift of teaching, like you love teaching a word in a Bible study, even preaching, the gift of leadership, the gift of pastoring, the gift of the supernatural, let it be prophetic healing, the gift of intercession, the gift of giving. There's plenty. And I don't want to um, harp on all those gifts and go into detail. I do believe that I will be releasing one later on about um, in detail about these gifts. But yeah, for this one, I just want to talk about service. So it's really important to discover your gifts, do a spiritual gifts inventory, and continually remind yourself. And what you know, Paul says in 2 Timothy 1, uh, about how we are to fan to flame some of the gifts that we'd be given it, and we can actually lose that flame, use some of that spark in our gifts if we don't use them, right? And so there are some people who are really gifted and who aren't using their gifts or who aren't serving. Um, let it be for various reasons. Let it be, you know, they've stopped the habit, they've lost that that spark, or some people are on a break, which is fair enough, right? But regardless. I really believe that um, if, even if it's aligned to your spiritual gifts or not, it's important to serve. You can serve in any way, shape, or form. Let it be ushering, PA, um, cleaning, um, you know, teaching the word, uh, uh, intercessional um, ministry, the you know, the care and love ministry. There's so many different ways to serve, um, and God calls us in every single season to serve, and I think that is really important. And, um, yeah, I just think that's really important. Okay. And so going back to the discipline of it, um, I really believe that in every season, um, it's different. So some seasons, like, you know, you're serving and there's some great results. And in some seasons you're serving and it's like, wow, you're pulling teeth, you know, nothing's happening. You're not seeing God show up, right? And the reason why I think it is a discipline is because we are to serve regardless of what the results look like. God has called us. God has equipped us. And even if we feel like, wow, I'm working my butt off, I'm preaching hard, I'm serving in PA, or I'm doing this new ministry and nothing is happening, like I really believe that um, we are called to continue to serve. And that doesn't mean some ministries don't sh- don't shut and some ministries we don't start. But what I'm trying to say is that regardless of the results, we are called to serve the church always, right? And, um, you know, I'm reminded about one of our uh, elders slash deacons who's on a sabbatical right now and he's not in our board at the moment. 
However, he continues to serve on the side. He's, he's said, yep, I'm going to take a holiday from leadership, but he still serves in various ways of our church. Let it be preaching, let it be, you know, chairing our meetings, let it be, um, you know, loving people or texting them for pastoral care or praying for people, always serving regardless um, of the uh, title that this particular person has. And I think that is the right attitude to have. Um, and so, yeah, it's important to understand that serving is going to be at the heart of um, why we do things regardless of how we feel and, and the results that are being produced. So how do we make uh, service a discipline? Um, just in your back of your minds, always try to serve. And it's different for a lot of people. So in particular, different industries, some industries, you know, you have to fly in, fly out like a flight stewardess or nurses are rusted on on Saturday, on Sundays and, and healthcare workers, sorry, you know. And so sometimes you will not be serving officially in church, you know, for a weekend. But there are other ways that you can always serve. Let it be praying for people. Let it be, you know, following up for pastoral care for people that are done outside of church, you know, official church day, right? And so regardless if you're in a formal position or not, um, you are always serving, you know, and we do this faithfully through, you know, being onto rosters, being, um, you know, motivated to serve, um, always being in shape to serve, um, you know, getting our rest and rhythms right to serve. And so these are really important. And so I really want to talk about cultivating longevity, right? Because I've, you know, I've been serving for pretty much 11, my entire Christian career, which only 11 years really, so not long. So I don't know if I have the right to talk about cultivating longevity, but um, I will just see something I've observed and hopefully in, in 10, 20, 30 years time, I can really say that some of the principles I'm teaching today uh, will help us get across that line, right? And I really think that, there are different seasons. So for instance, there are seasons in ministry that are going to be really intense. So I remember I've had some really intense uh, seasons, for instance, when uh, Sop and I were serving at Bridge Church as interns. That was a very intense year. You know, we we were at Bible College, we were working, uh, we were leading a small group, and we were interning at the church as well. So it was hectic. Um, And so for us, at the end of the year, we just needed a real break. And that wasn't that we weren't serving, we we're still serving, um, but we just wind down, you know, took a good holiday, all kind of stuff through that process. And sometimes you just need a hard reset, for instance, go on a holiday and you come back recharged. Um, sometimes you just need a small break. You know, you might not serve a weekend, you know, or whatever it may be, you rusted off for a little while and that's fine. And sometimes um, you, you're just going to be serving through pain. You know, sometimes, you know, your life is kind of falling apart, break up, whatever, it's really messy and you just serve through the pain. Um, because, you know, God's called you to a certain responsibility for a certain season, you know. And to cultivate longevity, I really believe that the most important thing that we can have is to keep the fire of God going in our hearts, right? And I really believe that the number one cause of burnout is because we forget to keep that um, fire going. And there is, I want to talk about burnout because I think that's a common thing and a common word these days. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of a myth around it, and maybe I would like to debunk that. And this is my opinion. There's different um, literature out there. But I think burnout is an overused term, or at least the definition that I have in my mind anyway. And so I see burnout as something like um, something more severe than perhaps what people use it day to day at the moment. Uh, For instance, I would see, you know, some people who are tired, 
and they've just been a long, you know, it's been a long year, a lot of things happen, a little bit stressed, and so they're tired by the end year, and they just need to take a holiday, right? I don't see that as burnout. I see that as them being tired, and they just need a holiday, and they come back, right? Um, some people have been, you know, uh, serving for a bit, maybe a bit longer than that, for a long time, and they're just flat out exhausted, right? So for me, the word is exhausted there, where they need maybe you know, some time off. They're still serving a little bit on the side, but like, you know, they just need some time off, um, get some physical as well as spiritual rest and they just come back, right? Um, I've been tired and exhausted and those are the different seasons. How I see burnout is probably um, maybe worse than the first two that I've talked about. And burnout is, I think, um, a word that is used when, you know, people really like uh, have been serving exhausted for a long period of time and they need years and years to recover. It's like, wow, like I just, I don't want to go to church anymore. I feel really unmotivated. I need time and rest, right? And they've been going hard for a long time. And, you know, they've almost questioning their faith almost, you know, some of the stories I hear about burnout. So I'd say that's for me the definition of burnout, but let's just say we use, you know, a system of of green burnout, red, amber burnout, red burnout, right? So I'm probably talking about red burnout here. And so for us to, um, to be weary of, of cultivating longevity, I think it's about finding this place of rest and work, this rhythm, a really healthy rhythm. And I've talked about this a little bit in the priority section, but how do you rest and how do you physically rest? How do you emotionally rest and how do you spiritually rest? All really important questions. But beneath all that, what I notice is that burnout happens because we disconnect from the source. What I mean by that is that people end up serving and when they serve and life gets busy, they end up neglecting their relation with God. And so what happens is their passion reduces as their workload increases. So you can imagine in in a year's time or two years time, three years time, as you are running on empty, what happens? The car's going to crash, right? The car's going to stop. And I think that's the number one cause of burnout, that we lose our love for God because we are too busy serving, right? So um, I would call this striving rather than serving out of a place of overflow, right? And don't get me wrong. There are seasons where you'll be busy and there are seasons where, you know, like big events or, you know, just a busy season with kids, whatever it may be, where, you know, these things go up and down, ebb and flow, right? But if it's a prolonged season where you've neglected the fire in your heart for God and your spiritual life, right? There will come a time um, where you will burn out and there will come a time um, where you need to go back to spiritual hospital, right? And I really believe cultivating longevity is about not um, serving in our own strength, but serving with the fire of God, right? And um, yeah, you guys can go back to previous podcasts to listen to that. Cultivating the inner world and the inner life of a life of devotion and worship to God. And that will always, always give you full fuel to serve, even during the bad times. And I want to leave on this particular quote that um, I found in Donald Whitney's book on spiritual disciplines. He quotes from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, one of my favorites. And um, he says, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer in The Cost of Disciples says this, when a Christ calls a man you know, to him, he bids him to come and die. I'm going to quote that again. When Christ calls a man or a woman, he bids him to come and die, right? And it is a life about self-sacrifice. It's a life about devoting yourself, even when it hurts to others, right? And this is service. 
This is the spiritual discipline of service. Some season, it's gonna hurt. I've been there before, and it's only been 11 years. Ask me again in 30 years' time, and I tell you, I'm sure so many people who are older than us will tell us, wow, service is hard, and it is a discipline. And we are to come and die with Jesus Christ. And that, that just grips me, you know? Like, yeah, you know, Jesus died on the cross in, you know, he, he, he got whipped, he got, you know, a crown of thorns, he got ridiculed, he got spat on, you know, and I listened to his service. I'm like, wow, okay, I had a long way there. That's not to say we don't look after ourselves, but it is to say that service is not easy, especially when it's tough, but we keep serving. And yes, there are times when we need to take a break, but regenerate yourself, um, cultivate longevity, and continue to serve even though we might not feel like it. All right, guys, I hope this is inspired to keep serving and reminding yourself that service is a part of the Christian life. All right, guys, I love you all. I hope to see you next episode. Uh, if you could leave a rating, I'd really appreciate it. Um, it really helps get the word out as well. Um, if you'd like to give me some feedback, you can give me um, my emails on our show notes. So take care, guys. I'll see you next episode. Ciao.